Welcome, Welcome to the Lighthearted Podcast Adventure with four pastors who discuss God, His Word, and some other stuff. This is Pastors, pastors Live, Live, a Rev FM production from Water Springs Church, Idaho Falls. Here now are Pastors Dave, Ty, Shane, and the other guy. Hey everybody, it is Tuesday, it's June 6th of 2023, the year of our Lord. Uh, It is episode 789 uh, here at Pastors Live, and we still have listeners, guys. Isn't it amazing? Uh, This whole thing started because we decided that uh, Mary Hart is good medicine, just like the Bible says, and so we wanted to come make fun of ourselves, make fun of the world a little bit, and we just want to let you guys know, we're all big fans of Babylon B, so don't hate (laughs) us, but it's just reality. Uh, And so... Go it ahead is. and hate us. Yeah, that's all right. That's all right. <laughs> well, you can't hate us. John 6 says you You're can't not hate. You're not, not allowed. You're not allowed. You're not allowed to do that. But hey, In listen. Fact, uh, you have to prefer us. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Babylon B. Hey, hey, so we've got Shane here today. Hello. Dave's here today. Hey, God bless you guys. I'm Ty. I'm here today. And you know what? Nobody else is here today. Uh, Gary is out with uh, family today. And part of the rest of the crew is also out on uh, doing a movie. So, um, we have a short film coming up. Um, somebody asked me the other day, "When do we get to see the short film?" Well, it has to uh, it has to premiere first at a film festival in Atlanta, uh, Georgia, in November. So we won't be able to show it here locally till um, after that. But you know, we're we're getting some things done. We have a few of them that we're 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 going through. We're having fun. Uh, it's been a lot of fun, uh, and we 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 at some point want to do a movie without kids. Uh, every time we do a movie, we do it with kids, and it's a blast because you have great moments. But there, it's a it's a lot of work. You know, but guys, we have uh, we've got comments, we've got questions that came in. But today is also uh, a day of remembrance. It's D Day today, and so there are over three hundred thousand living veterans of war, and uh, we just want to say first of all, thank you. Uh, D Day was an incredible day uh, and a turn on the war, and so we say thank you and our freedoms to do what we're doing right now. Mm-hmm. Use the airwaves like this and and internet and everything else around the world to proclaim the gospel of Jesus, that Jesus Christ came, died, was buried according to the scriptures, and rose again according to the scriptures, and whoever believes in him would not perish but have everlasting life. The fact that we can proclaim that the gospel is the power of God unto salvation, and we can do that freely, uh, is because of men and women who bought our freedom with their blood. And so today, if you see a veteran, you need to tell them thank you. That's important. And anybody who's a first responder, tell them thank you for what they do. Uh, It is not easy to be on the front line. It's, it's so hard to believe it's been almost 80 years, right? Uh, 79 years today, uh, right. D-Day. I mean, yeah. crime, they talk about the greatest generation. You yeah. know, those guys were something else, man. Yeah, yeah I remember going to um, the museum when I was in middle school, I think it was. And uh, we had a, there was a World War II veteran there yeah. giving his story. And wow, man, just incredible and incredible witnesses, incredible um, heartbreak as well, right. you know. And and I'll never forget. There's this group of of not cool people in yeah. in the class, and they opened it up for questions. And the very first question um, that these these kids ask is, "Ha ha ha! How many people did you kill?" Yeah. And what happened is this this old veteran this old man just he can't even answer the question and he starts crying and yeah. i'll never forget that yeah. and i just i remember just looking at those guys and just going yeah really dude come on 
Like that's not what it's about. Right. But you know what? It's, it's, it's kind of a, it's kind of like what we were talking about before the mics went hot. Right. Um, those guys didn't do that because they wanted to. Right. It wasn't like, Hey, I cannot wait to storm the beaches, you know, and put myself in harm's way. Gosh, this is going to be, you know, fantastic. It's not that they were, were um, I mean, they were courageous. They were very <laughs> courageous, right? But they were scared. Oh, yeah. And that's what courage is, right? Courage is moving forward in the face of fear. You know what I mean? Yeah. And these guys didn't do it because they thought, well, this is going to be a blast, a fun day at the beach. They did it because that's what the orders were. Right. This is what we are ordered to do, and we... We have got to stop this evil that has marched across Europe and and so forth, and it's kind of like what we were talking about um, <clears throat> the the interview with with Ray Comfort and the Babylon Bee, right? That when they asked Ray and and I think yesterday we were talking, uh, Mary Beth Phillips was asking about you know um, why are some people afraid to share their testimony, and because um, it's hard, it's very hard and it's frightening, and you think what if you know I had a I had a meeting the other day with a guy that I was very nervous about meeting with him um, because I knew he'd already said to Kathy, uh, our, our church uh, secretary, that he wanted to talk to a pastor and he had all these questions that he was going to come rat, tat, 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 you know. And um, I'm like, well, I'm, I'm as good as anybody. Give them to me. I'll, I'll meet with them, you know. And But the thing is, yeah, it's it's frightening. It's fearful. But you know what? It's about courage. And I love where Ray Comfort said, I hate personally, Van. If you don't know, Ray Comfort, you know, the guy preaches, does public preaching, and um, shares his faith with everybody that'll listen and not listen. Yeah. If you find him without a track, he'll give you a thousand bucks. Right. But Ray's thing is, I hate it. It makes me nervous. I'm scared to death about it, but I do it because that's the order. Yeah. That's what God's told me to do. And the same way with these guys, man. I mean, they stormed those beaches, they turned the tide, man. And um, we're here. We're here uh, because because of some yeah. courageous well, let me, let me, let me biggest cl- land invasion ever. Yeah. Well, let me clarify Ugh. something about about who did that. They were 17, 18, 19, 20, 21 year olds. Yeah. Yep. Um, Just kids. And they were. That's that's right. They were high school seniors. I want you to think about that. Yeah. I mean, it's a graduation season around here, right? And so I was thinking about what were the age of those kids that were falling onto that beach. Yeah. And they were young. And right now, I mean, uh, between, you know, uh, in 2021, there were approximately a quarter, a little over a quarter of a million of living World War II vets. And now uh, we're about 100, and this year is probably 122,000. Yeah. Um, by, 20, by 2036, there'll probably only be 311 left. I mean, if you think about just the, the bell curve, the that, yeah. the, you know, and these are this these this was a grand generation, and we salute you. We're so yeah, thankful thank for you, you. and um, we we wish you well. Um, and we we also thank the heroes who didn't come back because yep. um, there were so many that died, um, and they these were young people that that gave their lives, and it bothers me when I see just kind of the whininess in our culture, and I, you know. Again, I, this is kind of fun because this isn't a pulpit; it's a radio thing. So, I, I really am frustrated with the whininess of the younger generation. Yeah, um, I've I've been working since I was eight years old. I was raised by the generation that was raised by this generation. Uh, so it was like you work, you have a work ethic, you work hard because the the freedom you have to work was bought 
on beaches by blood. And so, um, you know, you, you, this is it. And if you think about our tied into our faith, if you think about, well, I'm just saved by faith. I don't have to do anything for Jesus. I don't have to serve in church. I don't need to do any of those things. Your faith was blood bought. I want you to think about that. Why in the world would you not respond to your God who gave his life for you to die for you? Why would you not help in the children's ministry? Why would you not use your gifts for the Lord? Why would you not do that? It frustrates me to no end. We have, I was raised in the idea that people, people died for your freedom, so do something with it. Why in the world would we, would we treat the blood of Christ with less importance? Jesus you know? publicly died for you. He was Absolutely. put on public yeah. display, so will you publicly live? For him, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I often 100%. tell people, you're never closer to the heart of God than when you're ministering to children. Yeah, never. I mean, that's that was you know Jesus's statement, right? Suffer the little children to come unto me and forbid them not, for such is the kingdom of heaven. I mean, for crying out loud, when when you are ministering to children, you are really uh, very close to the heart of God. So, yeah. yeah. So thank God for the people who have sacrificed. Thank God for. Uh, for for people who who paid the ultimate price so that yeah. we could be here enjoying are these freedoms these liberties, we're on radio for crying out loud yeah right we're not down in a bunker hiding out, um this is a very public thing Rev Radio is the outreach ministry the broadcast ministry of Water Springs Church yeah. we don't have to get together in secret right <laughs> you know right yeah uh, we're right. we're part of a local body of believers. Uh, people who give of themselves, give of their time, give of their treasure, and make this possible. I mean, it's generosity, folks. That's the that's the point, right? Be yeah. generous because God has been generous to you. You one hundred percent. And by the way, uh, if you have comments or questions, we'd love to hear from you. Pastors live at the Rev FM. Um, and hey, we have yeah. one. We have one from Sydney, Iowa. Uh, Carlton Baton wrote in from Sydney, Iowa. I love this. He says, I thought the pastors were mispronouncing Iowa as Idaho and goofing off about it, so I kept listening. <laughs> Carlton, that is awesome. I, <laughs> that's that's uh, great. Right. So, isn't everybody from Iowa? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everybody's from Iowa, right? Yeah. Uh, is, this, is this heaven? No, it's Iowa. Um, <laughs> anyway, he says, hey, I love the show. I'm happy uh, to have you on my radio at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. I love that. We always talk about coffee around here. I'm thinking 2 o'clock. It's in, 2 o'clock in, somewhere, right? Yeah, well, in it's, Oregon, we drink coffee 24 <laughs> hours a day. I don't right. know in Iowa if you drink it at 2 in the afternoon. But anyway, uh, hey, I've been learning about the qualities of a Christian uh, and he says, and I know that those qualities come from Galatians. It says chapter six. I think that might be a typo. It's yeah, actually right. chapter five. Chapter five, yep. Just a little typo. But yeah, in Galatians chapter five, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, self-control uh, are part of that that list. He goes, I hey, I haven't been born again for very long, but man, I'm learning. And I've been praying for the past couple of years. So something I have always prayed for, but have had difficulty understanding before is the fear of of the Lord. I understand that anything that comes before God is an idol and it 
Uh, it can sometimes be a specific denomination, even a person, a mentor, even a ministry. So can you help me understand better what the fear of the Lord entails? God bless you, friends. Carlton Baton, Sydney, Iowa. I love that. That's, That's a, a great, fantastic question. Well, that is a great question. Because, you know, as a child, when they would talk about the fear of the Lord, I would think, oh, I'm supposed to be afraid of God, right? Yeah. And I remember in junior high, um, there was a kid in my gym class who asked me, he said, so are you afraid of your dad? And I had to really stop and think about that. And I said, you know, his name was Tracy. And I said, you know, Tracy, um, I have a healthy fear of my dad. I go, when my dad comes home from work, do I hide behind the door? Am I shaking? Am I afraid? No, I'm not afraid that dad's going to just walk in the door after work and beat me. Right. But I also understand that he's my dad. And if he's given me chores to do, I'm supposed to have done those chores, and when he comes home and those chores aren't done, there's going to be some kind of a consequence. And so, yeah, I guess I am sort of afraid of Dad in that sense. And as a junior higher, that was as good of an explanation as I could come well, up with. I, I always love the the picture of a, a of a ship in the middle of a storm, right? And so you have the ship in the middle of a storm, and it's getting rocked. And the wife of the captain is in her cabin, and she so she puts on her night coat and she goes uh and finds her way up to the bridge and she is drenched she when she comes through the door and she's a little panicked and she asks her husband are you afraid of the storm and he reaches up and he takes the sword down that's above him and puts it up to her throat he says are you afraid of the sword she says I'm not afraid of the storm if I'm not afraid of the sword if my husband yields it. And he said, Neither am I afraid of the storm. It is of my father in heaven who sent it. Yeah. I, I think there's a I think we have to understand that there is a when it comes to the fear of the Lord, when you have been in a in an abusive space, right? When you have seen the authority of church abused, you do have the I'm as soon as my dad walks through the door, I'm gonna get beaten. Right. That's that's unhealthy fear. That's right. Um, and Dave, I love your example, right? Because it, it, it's that beautiful example of, look, I, whatever comes into my life, I know that I, God's got this. and yeah. I'm not afraid of things in this life yeah. for my God is greater, right? Yeah. Right. But right. I also have that, I also understand that, yes, I have a responsibility to him. And there is that beautiful passage in Hebrews 12, right? right which is, you know, <laughs> the, the chastening of the Lord is not pleasant, <laughs> but it yields a peaceable fruit of righteousness, right? Right. Um, and 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 I and I really appreciate that. I, I don't. For me, it's the idea of like I when my my dad is coming. So I think. Sorry, so, guys. I just dropped my computer. Yeah, that's all right. Sorry about that. So so my dad is coming. So if you think about it, like the now and not yet kingdom. So like for you, Dave, I love your analogy as I think about it. So I, the now, I am part of my father's house now. Yeah. I, I he told me where he lives. It was. It was a specific way to get to his house. I'm in his house, but I know he's coming home, and he he gave me a list of chores to do, so I'm yeah. going to do those chores until he comes home. I'm Because I know he's coming home, I'm going to do those things. Well, if you think about it, we're waiting for the Lord's return. Yeah. We're to be waiting, watching, working, and worshiping until he comes right. because we're part of his kingdom. And so as soon as he comes, yeah. he'll reveal even more of his home to us. He'll reveal <laughs> everything to us uh, about his kingdom. But I want to be about his business. And not, it, it, not yeah. to beat a dead horse, because we talk about this a lot, but say those things again, Ty, waiting, waiting watching, watching, working, working, working and worshiping. worshiping. Huh. Where do you do those things? In a local church. 
Absolutely, a hundred percent. Again, I, I hate to keep bringing this up time and time again. It just seems to be so prevalent anymore when people are saying, "Oh, I'm not a part of any particular church. I'm just a part of the whole church," and and they make it sound so sanctimonious and so spiritual. And you, I just want to go, "No, that's lazy." You don't want to be a part of a local church, one local church. It doesn't mean you can't be involved <clears throat> when there's community events and other things like the lookup tour that's coming here and all that. I'm just saying you need to be a part of a local church where you are giving of yourself, that you're participating in uh, the ministry, whether it's greeting, kid men, youth ministry, whatever it might be, but and, and tithing, but also where you're receiving. So you that's what the body is. You know, we talk about membership and all that, Jess. And I think, well, my hand doesn't have to say, I'm a member of Dave. It just doesn't have to. <laughs> right. It just is. is. It is yes. a member of Dave. And if I wake up in the morning and my fingers are just going nuts, man, they're just moving, 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 moving. And I look at my hand, I go, what in the world are you doing? Well, I'm being busy for you. Look what I can do. And I'm like, no, no, stop. I'll tell you when I want you to do that. And I think there are Christians who are busy trying to impress God. Oh, look at me working, 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 working. And the father would maybe say, would you just stop? I'll lead you. I'll show you. Be a part of this local body where I can use you rather than you trying to impress me with how busy you are. Right. When it comes to the fear of the Lord for me, I think of Proverbs 1-7, where it says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, and fools despise wisdom and instruction. And, you know, it's not like when I think of God, I'm shaken in my boots and afraid of him because I know his nature. I read his word, I have him in my heart, and I know his nature. Right. And so I don't fear him in the sense of I'm running away from him or bowing down because if I don't, I'll get it, right? It's yeah. coming for me. Yeah. That's right. It's I respect my father in heaven. I, I honor his word. I, I hold it high because when dad gives me a chore list, if I don't do it, what am I saying to dad? I don't really care about you, right? I don't care yeah. about your word. I don't care about what you what you need of me or want of me. I, I, I don't care. I want to do my own thing. And there's consequences for that, obviously. Absolutely. But for me, it's I, I want to respect my father and I, I hold my father high in my in my life yeah my heavenly right. father right, right yeah i've and i've always i've always struggled with the you know equating and, and I, I don't i agree with you by the way 100 percent. right i've always struggled equating the idea of the fear of the lord to well it's just it's about having a, a reverential respect and and i'm like okay hold on a second i i i, I get the analogy yeah. you're right but but you understand that think about how how some of these guys reacted when they were in the presence of just angels you know and they they fell down and they yeah. they fell down as dead. i i right. I, I i serve the god of the universe and i'm going to be honest with you there is some trepidation of standing before him one day mm-hmm. um there is some actual fear yeah. in my soul of one day i will give an account to god yeah. for right. everything that i've ever said or did now i know that i will be saved as though through fire i will not worry i will my life will not be lost but everything i've done will be judged and i will be rewarded according to the works that were done in righteousness and in in justice but i 
you know, and I, and again, I, I, the reality is he's the God of the universe and he says, don't yeah. fear men who can kill the body, fear me, <laughs> fear God who can send the body and soul into hell after right. death. I, I think there is the, mm. I think, and I think, so I think mm. in some ways we have to kind of, there's a balance, there's a balance between taking it too far away from the actual, he's God yeah. to, but but I, I, I think in our analogies and, and that beauty, I think it does help us understand dad's not coming back to beat us. Right. Yeah. He's not. Well, you know, he's just not. That's just not how that's working. Ty, yeah. you, you speak of fairness and justice and righteousness uh, fairly often. It's, it's something that's been near and dear to your heart uh, over the last couple of years, especially uh, as I've noticed. And one thing is beautiful about God's fairness, right? Um, when when the devil uh, is is really after Moses and the body of Moses, God doesn't come down and fight the devil. He looks and says, "Michael, you go take care of that." <laughs> he just sends another angel, right? In other yeah. words, God. Uh, people sometimes think, "Well, the devil is the opposite of God." No, he's no. not. If he was the opposite of God, that would make him equal to God, right. equal in authority and power and strength and, and majesty. The the devil's just an angel. He's just a created being. And so uh, when, uh, you know, to, in, in our reading in Isaiah recently, you know, we had the whole thing with uh, Sennacherib and, 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 and all that business, you know, against Hezekiah. And uh, it says that the Lord sent an angel and killed 185,000 Assyrians in one night. You know, and it's like, imagine that, uh, that God who created angels who are so powerful, how much more powerful is God? And he's coming back for us. Now, should there be that fear of who, whoa, what kind of power and majesty is that? Of course, there should be that fear, but also understanding the wife with the sword to her throat when the, the captain her husband is holding that sword, and she says, I'm not afraid of the sword because of the one who holds it. It's like, I'm not afraid of, of that God, power, yeah. of that power, because he's my heavenly father. I know his yeah. nature. Yeah. I, know his, I nature. know his nature. Yeah, I know his nature. And, you know, his nature is revealed in the scripture. Hey, yeah. listen, I want to encourage you. You know, thank you so much, uh, Carlton, for that. Yeah, one no thing kidding. I want to encourage you is to realize, go back and read uh, Galatians 5 there. And when you see that, yes. say the fruit of the spirit is love then I want you to realize that all of those other things can fall categorically underneath as a fruit of love. Um, And so they're really beautiful. And, and, um, you know, never forget that. uh, And and that list is an interesting list because sometimes every time I, I notice myself, I leave things out of it when I repeat it. It's like we're always missing one thing, like when we repeat the, that verse. And it's the one thing that I leave out sometimes that it's the, it's, is the fight of my soul. And so memorize that passage very carefully. And then as you're going through it, sometimes what you'll notice is the one you have a tendency to leave out. Maybe that's the thing that God wants you to work on. Um, and so listen, hey, we're out of time for today. Listen, you're loved, your family. We'd love to hear from you. Pastors Live at the Rev.fm. And from all of us here at the studio. Happy birthday. <laughs> all three of us. Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. You're loved, your family. We're out. You know the thing. Yeah, the thing. Pastors Live is a Rev FM production from Idaho Falls, Idaho, and is made possible by the Ministry of Greenhouse Coffee. Send your questions and comments by email to pastorslive at therev.fm. Then listen for their response on another episode of the lighthearted podcast adventure, Pastors, Pastors Live. Live.